This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. Some nursing homes are using trespass laws illegally to ban family members who complain. And we meet Deb Schult, the new federal minister of seniors. But first, hear your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Toronto may want to look to Thailand for help with its Vision Zero road safety campaign. New floating crosswalks in Bangkok make drivers stop and look. It's actually an optical illusion created by a volunteer group to make roads safer for pedestrians. The crosswalks are painted with thick white stripes that from afar appear to be floating. Up close, the illusion is lost, but it's having an impact. Drivers are slowing down before approaching. The so-called zebra stripes make it seem like pedestrians are levitating above the road and it's grabbing the attention of drivers. After rising for decades, this is the third straight year that life expectancy for Americans has fallen. It now stands at 78.6 years. The decline is the result of drug overdoses, suicides and alcohol abuse, as well as hypertension and diabetes. The study in the Journal of the American Medical Association also finds that mortality rates are increasing only in middle age, while they do continue to decline in children, adolescents, and people over 65. Here in Canada this year, average life expectancy is 80 years for males and 84 years for females. Reports suggest Prince Charles is preparing to take over as head of the British monarchy once his mother, Queen Elizabeth, turns 95 in a year and a half. The news comes amid Charles' role in forcibly retiring his brother Prince Andrew from public life over recent scandals surrounding his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Meantime, the Queen has cancelled Andrew's 60th birthday in light of the sex assault scandal, and instead she'll host a small dinner party for the Duke, who turns 60 in February. Granny for an Hour is the name of a government program in Vladimir, Russia, that pairs seniors with parents struggling to care for their children. Under the plan, seniors visit a family in need a few times a week to help with household chores and child care. In exchange, the volunteer seniors receive training and skills ranging from foreign languages to computers. One of these grannies says it's important to be active later in life and appreciated by someone who recognizes the energy and skill of older people. A 101-year-old lawyer in India is still hard at work after 67 years in practice. He not only works every day, Harry Singh takes cases and participates in arguments. Other younger lawyers are surprised with his logical arguments spoken with a strong voice. Singh's wife is also a centenarian 
at 100 years old. I'm Libby Zneimer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. For nearly a year, Mary Sardellis was barred from visiting the nursing home where her 97-year-old mother, Vula, lives. The owners claimed they had the right to do this under trespass laws. The owner came out of nowhere and banned me. He came up and he said, uh, he's banning me into the trespass act. And I said, what? How? I mean, my mother's a tenant here. She pays rent. She has the right to have visitors. And he proceeded to call the police and did so. You have no idea what it's like when, because she lives so close, every time I go shopping to the gym, anywhere, I drive right by her home. And there were times I just couldn't even look over. I was so scared of actually maybe seeing her just sitting outside and that I couldn't see her. I couldn't touch her. And because she's hard of hearing, I couldn't communicate. It's not like I could phone her up and say, hey, Ma, how's it going? You know, and no. It took 316 days before Mary could get in front of a judge who ruled that the home was misusing the law. It's not an isolated incident. Jane Medus of the Advocacy Center for the Elderly receives dozens of complaints from family members who say they have been barred for speaking out about conditions in the home. We believe that in both retirement homes and long-term care homes, where they're both where it's being used in both areas, they're not legal. The problem is, is that the homes continue to use them. The police aren't necessarily educated on the ins and outs of, you know, the status of people living in those facilities. They think that the landlord or the owners have the right to issue them, so they comply with them and they enforce them. People who are given these orders are, you know, generally quite afraid. They don't want the police involved, so they generally stay away. They can't move mom and dad because there's probably nowhere for them to go. So nobody's really um, enforcing the fact that you shouldn't be doing this. In general, they're not legal. Um, the only way to get it to court generally is to breach it. So to go get, a, get the police to come, give you a ticket, and then to go to court and fight it in court. What kind of complaints did you start getting from, I guess, people who were barred from nursing homes? So it's generally, um, you know, families, um, sometimes friends who are in the homes. They may have be seen perceived as difficult for some reason or other. Very often it's a family member who complains a lot. Uh, for example, we get a lot of nurses or retired nurses who are in there taking care of mom and dad who see things that are being done wrong. And so they complain and they tell the staff they don't like the way that things are done. And eventually the home issues a, a piece of paper to them, says that you are not allowed to come in under the Trespass to Property Act. And if you do come, the police will be called and and they will come, and then they will um, ticket you. When did you start seeing this happening? Oh, we've been seeing it for years. I think it's becoming more and more prevalent now. Um, I'm not sure why that is, but we're certainly seeing more, getting more calls from the family members about this. And we don't represent the family members. We can certainly represent the residents if it's an issue. But in general, it's going to be family members. And really, they don't know what to do and, you know, are really at a loss. How much of this would you say, I mean, yes, it's people who complain, but is it also people who maybe raise their voice or or engage in some, you know, bad behavior? 
Well, you know, it depends on what you see as bad behavior. So if a person is doing something that's illegal under the criminal code, then, of course, they should be calling the police. And there is a mechanism under the criminal code, you know, when a person's arrested, you know, conditions and all that, where they can actually legally be barred from the home. And that would be the way to go there. The problem is that it, it absolutely usually comes from either someone complaining a lot or from someone raising their voice. So they go into the home, they see something that is very upsetting to them, that is very distressful, and maybe they do raise their voice, right? Maybe they say to the, you know, we've seen this happen, you know, stop stop doing that to my mom. And, and the next thing you know, they get one of these notices that says that they've been barred uh, because they got upset. And very often it's because the barring has to do with them seeing something that was wrong. What are the legalities around this? Uh, I mean, in terms of the home barring this person? So it's our position that the Trespass to Property Act says that any person who is an occupier is entitled to invite someone on the premises. So both in the case of someone who is on a retirement home, in a retirement home or in a long-term care home, they're both occupiers. Um, there was a case that went to court a number of years ago where um, a landlord tried to use the Trespass to Property Act against a tenant's visitor, and the court was very clear saying that they were not allowed to do that, that the visitor was entitled to have anyone they want visit, and that they couldn't use the Trespass to Property Act to prevent it. Um, and further that, if it's a long-term care home, so what we call a nursing home, in those cases, the residence rights actually says that the home is prohibited from interfering with residence visitors. And the problem is, is the Trespass to Property Act doesn't require anyone to have a valid reason to use it. So if it's your own home, you can say, you know, I don't like anyone with blue eyes on my property. And then if someone with blue eyes came in your property, they're barred, um, unless they have another legal reason to be there. And that's the thing, is that in these cases, both the tenant and the resident both have legal authority to invite those people in. Okay, but people don't know that. Exactly. They absolutely don't know that they are allowed to do that. And the police will come out and they're not clear on that either. And we're spending time trying to do some education around that with different police forces to make sure that they understand that these people are either tenants in a resident, you know, in a residential setting or have rights in the long-term care setting. And that just simply because someone raises their voice or says something nasty, that doesn't allow the home to bar them. What is your advice to people who have this happen to them? If they're in a long-term care home and it happens, they should be calling the Ministry of Long-Term Care and making a complaint. And if it's a retirement home, they should be calling the Retirement Home Regulatory Authority. Um, and they, the tenant could actually, if they're being barred in a, in a retirement home, if family is being barred, they could actually go to the Landlord and Tenant Board to get an abatement, for example, on their rent for in- interference with their um, rights as a tenant. Jane Meadis, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That was Jane Meadis of the Advocacy Center for the Elderly. She had a career as an aerospace engineer before going into politics. Deb Schultz is one of seven Liberals promoted to the front bench. She's the new Minister of Seniors, and we had a get-to-know-you chat. Congratulations. Were you surprised that this was the portfolio that you received? Uh, what I can say is I'm very grateful uh, to have been chosen to be part of the cabinet, and uh, I'm delighted to have this portfolio. Do you have a sense of what your priorities are going to be? No, uh, very early days. Uh, we're being uh, just being briefed. I, I mean, do build on a, uh, of a background uh 
from uh, being the chair of the Liberal Seniors Caucus. We have a, a strong platform for seniors, as you know, from the last election. So all of those things will be in the mix for sure. You're a Zoomer. You're, what, 59 years old? Yeah, uh, in January I'll be 60, so I'm getting close myself. (laughs) What's your own personal approach to aging? What are your thoughts on this part of the life cycle? So I came out of my uh, job at 20... Uh, 22 years I worked at Bombardier Airspace that used to be de Havilland and then Boeing and then Bombardier. And I came out of that to take on new challenges and uh, get into, uh, you know, look after my kids and get into the political world. And I think what I'm seeing is that most seniors, they may retire, they may change their work uh, level, uh, but they want to continue to stay engaged and stay active and stay contributing. So, I feel that I'm, that's sort of where I'm at. I feel that I'm in my wonderful stage of being able to give back. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously still making a salary, um, and that is very much appreciated. But it, this is my phase of I did all right in my job. I learned a lot of skills, and I'd like to use those skills to be able to contribute to the country and to, to my, my community as well. And I think I'm not that different than many other seniors out there that are facing the same, you know, situation. They're getting older. They may be slowing down a little bit, but not their minds. And they want to find a way to contribute. And that's exactly what I'm doing. The two biggest issues affecting older people are, one, health and health care, and two, finances. How do you navigate that since those are not your ministries? The nice thing about the ministry that I'm in is that I'll be working across uh, many different ministries with with the ministers uh, to look at all of the portfolios with a senior's lens, right? So uh, you're right. Uh, not all of the, uh, the initiatives that will be moving forward are within the ministry that I have the, the honor to serve. But uh, that's why uh, it's nice to be at the cabinet table with, uh, with my colleagues and we'll be putting a very strong lens for seniors on all of the decisions that are being made there and advocating for seniors uh, across all of those uh, ministries. There are a lot of people, especially seniors advocates like CARP, that are saying it's really time to get some leadership from the federal government because the system basically is at a tipping point. And even though we are right up there in the amount of money we spend on health care, we're uh, close to the bottom of the barrel in outcomes. This is where a strong partnership with the provinces and territories is going to be important as we look to how do we configure the healthcare system to better support a changing demographic of, of Canadians. I mean, we know that in 2037, we'll be 25% seniors, and their needs are, you know, less of the uh, critical care and more of the chronic care, so more health prevention, more... There's there's a different approach, uh, which I, provinces are already undertaking. So we do not have the direct jurisdiction on health, for sure, but we do have finances that we bring to the table, and we have partnerships and and lots of discussions and consultations across across the all levels of government, because it isn't just at the province either. There's also the uh, municipalities and the regions that are involved as well. Have you given any thought to the problem of ageism, both in the workplace and in society as a whole? Ageism is a barrier 
for seniors and it needs to be looked at and addressed. And we also have a lot of fraud uh, that is targeted at seniors. So that is, you know, to me, a sense of ageism there where they're targeted for criminals looking to try to take advantage of their lack of familiarity, probably of the internet or that. And that's not to say seniors are particularly unaware of all that, because I think many are are involved deeply and right on the leading edge. But I just to say many are still very vulnerable when it comes to awareness of internet safety, uh, phone safety, information, and the way people uh, can manipulate you, you and your information. So this is definitely an issue across Canada and I think around the world. Prioritization, as I said before, we haven't, I have to get the briefings. I have to go through my mandate letter, which I haven't got yet and work with my colleagues to come up with the uh, priorities. And, you know, we can, we can have a chat about that once uh, we get through that process. Deb Schultz, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much, Libby. And I really appreciate all the work that you do. And, uh, and I look forward to re-engaging with you once I get a little further along in the process. That was Deb Schultz, the new Minister of Seniors. That brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide. Zoomer Week in Review is produced by Zeev Hadi, Christine Ross, and Paul Thomas. Technical producer, Justin Eacock. Executive producer, Moses Snymer. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.